What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome to Week 10, everybody. Thursday episode for you here of Fantasy Football. Today, we're looking at six AFC home games plus... Sunday Night Football, Los Angeles Chargers at the 49ers. So can we trust any Steelers this week? How about the Bills if they don't have Josh Allen? How about Trevor Lawrence in a good matchup at Kansas City? We'll talk about all of it. Oh, what about Jonathan Taylor? What if he plays this week against the Raiders, who have had a surprisingly good uh, run defense this year? Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Jamie Eisenberg. Good morning, guys. Uh, your enthusiasm level, 0 to 10, enthusiasm-o-meter, for tonight's game, Atlanta and Carolina? Um, it's a football game, so 10. Nah, come on. Nobody's buying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting more enthusiastic as the weather looks like it might get worse and worse. Maybe they'll just run and we'll be done about 11.15 and postgame will be over earlier. That'd be nice. I think 11.15 is pretty typical for an end. No? I don't know. Let's aim for like 11.05. Let's cut 10 minutes off I, of it. Hey, 10.45 would be fantastic. But we do need to talk about the weather there, and that's the first thing we'll talk about. Then we'll give you the players we love, the players that I we are. I thought the wind's not supposed to be bad. So I, That's what I've seen as well. Yeah. yeah. Last night I, I saw some that was going to be like 20-mile-per-hour wind, but now it looks like 10, 11-mile-per-hour wind. But there, a lot was of rain. A, yeah, there, there was a weatherman in the area saying 30, but um, right now the forecast shows 10 to 15. I, I think it's just going to be rainy. Um, I'm looking at fantasy football weather guys. You should follow hmm. them at FF Weather Guys. And it says 10 mile an hour winds. Yeah. We don't care about that. But what about all the rain? Is that going to change anything? And then we got to talk about Chuba Hubbard because we uh, just, you know, he's going to play, it seems. So let's just update everybody on Carolina, Atlanta one last time. Heath, we got two running backs now in the backfield. We got a lot of rain. You know, does that mean anything for DJ Moore? What do you think about uh, this game now? Full PPR, I've got uh, Deontay Foreman at RB23, Chuba Hubbard at RB32. 
Um, Non-PPR, Foreman's higher, Hubbard's lower. DJ Moore is a high-end number three wide receiver, uh, right around wide receiver 25 or 26 for me. Um, and I I think I have Pitts at tight end 12. If it's pouring, it's tough. If it's pouring tonight, are we just going to say, all right, I'm sitting DJ Moore? I mean, it depends what you have, obviously. You know, though, rain helps the offense. Sometimes, but I, I don't know. I mean, it's the weather's it's so not, hard. Um, looking at the forecast, it's not like they're projecting to get two tenths of an inch per hour and it's going to 100% rain the entire time. There's like yeah, a 60% right. chance every hour, and it's like a hundredth of an inch, two hundredths of an inch. Like, I don't think it's going to pour through the entire game. All right. If you told me that was the case, I I could see moving DJ Moore down to the wide receiver 33 range, but he's probably not going to get outside of my top 36. There's just not that many good wide receivers. Okay. And that is your weather update for Carolina and Atlanta. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's a great way to get your questions read. So we do the mailbag on, we recorded on Fridays. It publishes to the podcast feed on Saturdays. So if you want to ask us a question via Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Tell everybody why you love the show, and then you can ask us a question specific for that week or rest of season or whatever. I read most of those, not all of those. We are getting a lot, so I appreciate that. Um, but that's Apple Podcast, and yeah, we, we would appreciate the help there. Check out the CBS Sports app. It is a great time of year. The sports calendar is very, very full. You got NFL, you got college football, you got basketball, you got hockey, you got all this great stuff going on. You can get all of the updates on all of the sports you follow on the CBS Sports app. You can get breaking news alerts. You can watch live sports on the CBS Sports app. You can watch CBS Sports HQ on the app as well. And you're making your bets. You got to check all, all your, uh, you know, all the spreads and all the scores and all that. Now, this is the best way to stay up to date. So download the CBS Sports app. It is completely free on iPhone and on Android. Keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. All right, let's let's love. Let's spread the love here, Jamie. Who do we love this week? Is Jamie there? Oh, Jamie's muted. Yeah, he's, he loves the mute button. There Sorry, I was is. coughing. I was trying not to be rude. Um, I love I love Tommy this week. Uh, Tom Brady, I think, is going to have another uh, big game internationally. Do you know that he is uh, 3-0 in international play? Do you know that he has passed for over 300 yards in three international games? Do you know that he has thrown three touchdowns in every international game that he's played? And do you know, this is a fun one, that he is 258 yards away from becoming the uh, quarterback with the most yards in international play? You know who number one is? <laughs> Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. He's played five <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm just, my Jeopardy streak continues. <laughs> yes. Tommy's only played three. Uh, but I think, you know, you start to see some signs of life. Uh, we've talked about this. Um, I don't think the Seahawks secondary, while they played fantastic, is going to completely shut out the Bucs. Uh, he has now gone seven straight games with 40 or more pass attempts. I think that's going to continue. Uh, three of those, he's been over 300 yards. I think he's going to be over 300 yards, and I think he gets multiple touchdowns. So that's been the thing that's escaped him. He's only done that once. I think he will now do that twice and now get uh, uh, close to a top five finish based on how the quarterback play looks this week, but an easy top 10 finish, and I have him ranked number six right now. Ooh, okay, Tom Brady, number six uh, ahead of, and he would be number five if Josh Allen doesn't play. Behind Tua, behind Well, he could Fields. be number three if Kyler doesn't play. Oh, that's... <laughs> doesn't play. I mean, I, well, you no, have him I ahead of them him. anyway, but... Um, um, but you do have him ahead of him. Josh Allen's up. And you have him ahead of Geno's. Uh, who, Heath, who do you like better in that game, Geno Smith or Tom Brady? 
Uh, Tom Brady, and I agree with pretty much everything Jamie said. I had him, I think, a spot or two lower before I got the hint of who the start of the week was going to be. And I like he is the type of player that my projections will say one thing and I'll pull him back a little bit because the proje- projections are just screaming. He's not going to have a two and a half percent touchdown rate all season long. The guy is first in the NFL in completions and attempts. He's second in passing yards. The only reason he's been a terrible fantasy quarterback is because his touchdown rate is less than half of his career norm. The touchdowns are coming. Bet on regression. <laughs> Every week we say, oh, what's wrong with Tom Brady? And we, you know, we outline all these things. His receivers are dropping a lot of balls. They have no run game. Their offense is kind of crummy. Um, Godwin's not himself. I can't say the only thing that's going wrong is touchdown rate here. Statistically, if he had a touchdown rate that he had normally has, or a touchdown rate that's the same as his worst rate in his career, just a 3.9% touchdown rate, he would be a top 10 quarterback. If he's if he's throwing two touchdowns on a weekly basis, yep, yeah, okay, he's he's, he's a top five guy. I I'm guess, not saying. That, okay, throw, I want to clarify. He's doing that. I'm not saying that the touchdown rate thing is entirely luck. I am saying that bad quarterbacks, rookie quarterbacks, terrible quarterbacks, do not have a two and a half percent touchdown rate for an entire season. Yeah. All right. Even if they're bad, it should be higher than it is. Okay. Let's start Tom Brady. Let's trade McCaffrey for Brady. Uh, Heath, who do you love this week? That's brilliant. (laughs) I was going to say Chris Godwin, but he's tied to Tom Brady, so I will try to think of someone besides those guys. Godwin scores his first touchdown this week. Maybe two. Maybe two, but he definitely scores his first touchdown this week. Um, I'm kind of starting to love the Jags. Uh, the Chiefs have been terrible against quarterbacks. They've been terrible against pass-catching running backs. They haven't been very good against wide receivers or tight ends. I think this could be a week where you see Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Christian Kirk, and Evan Ingram, all four, finish as top 12 options. Oh, okay. Uh, let's go to players to avoid. Jamie, who are we sitting this week? It's hard to sit him, but if the receiving core stays the same, Justin Herbert could be in line for another miserable game. I mean, obviously, the 49ers defense has been great. Two quarterbacks have beat them up. One was Marcus Mariota, who had 28 points, 11 of which came with his legs. I don't think we're going to see Justin Herbert do that based on how little he's been running since the rib injury. So you saw last week what it looked like against Atlanta and that defense, which was a very beat-up secondary. 49ers coming off their bye week should be close to full strength for where they are. Um, I think it's just tough for Herbert. He's got one game over over 16 fantasy points in his last four, and he just hasn't looked right. And so take away his top two receivers, tough matchup, back-to-back games on the road. I just don't love the setup for him. So maybe he gets some garbage time production, falls into some good numbers, but 245, one and one against the Falcons when he threw 40 attempts, when he had 40 attempts, excuse me. Um, typically, that should be a huge game for Herbert. He just doesn't look right right now without his top guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we'll check in on the 49ers injury report uh, because that's the second game I think we'll be looking at today. I think we start with the Bills and the Vikings and then the uh, Niners and the Chargers. Josh Palmer, I think, is pretty interesting in that game uh, for sure, you know, because it is a much tougher matchup than what they had last week. Uh, Heath, ready to avoid someone other than me? I, I'll stick with the theme from the uh, from the love segment. I'm I'm pretty scared of the Cowboys passing game. Um, and I've talked about this already this week, and I, there's extenuating factors that maybe it, it won't be a thing. But the fact that they've just gone so run heavy over the last few weeks – 
Dak's thrown 27 and 25 passes in his first two games back. They're facing a Packers defense that is awful against the run. And while probably not as good without Gary against the pass, still I think better against the pass than they were against the run. And don't necessarily have an offense that can put up enough points to cause the Cowboys to throw more than they want to. I am worried that Dak's going to be in that 25 to 27 pass attempt range again. And if you look at his career, the last three years, it's 0.65 or 0.66 fantasy points per pass attempt, including rushing stats and everything. That's what, that's what he comes out at exactly over the last three years. This year, it's 0.60. So what that means is he's basically got to throw 30 passes for you to expect more than 30 passes for you to expect 20 fantasy points. I don't expect him to throw more than 30 passes. I just find it interesting because I asked this yesterday that you like Garoppolo more. I don't see a difference between the two in terms of what the pass attempts will be and the defenses that they're facing. Yeah, I, I, there are similarities. The, the difference for me would be Garoppolo has much better weapons. Um, I think he's going to be more efficient. He's been more efficient so far this year as a passer than Dak has. Well, been. I mean, that's not fair. Dak's played three games. <laughs> well, he's been more efficient this year than Dak generally is. He's always and efficient. He's, he's always averaging efficient. 31. He's always super efficient, yeah. yes. He's averaging 31 and a half pass attempts per game. That's five more than Dak. Uh, right. He had two games. Garoppolo's pass attempts have been very, very much tied to San Francisco's defense. And, you know, because the last four games, the Niners have had two pretty bad defensive performances and two good ones. And Garoppolo's had, like, you know, the, the pass attempts have been up and down. Um they're facing the Chargers. J- Jamie just said he doesn't like Justin Herbert. But let me ask you this. what You love Tom Brady. You want to avoid Justin Herbert. What is the difference between the two? Those two teams are... Sorry to pivot away from the Dallas conversation, but those two teams are one and two in pass attempts. So I don't think Brady has, has a huge edge there. I mean, maybe a little bit of an edge. Um, they don't run much, these two quarterbacks. Herbert, that's a shame for him. Brady, that's expected. Like, what is the difference? Is Seattle a much better matchup than San Francisco, who has been not such a great matchup since they lost Mosley, or not such a tough matchup since they lost Mosley? Well, how many games has Mosley played? How many games have they played without Mosley with Bosa? One? Maybe two? Two? One was the Chiefs, right? But they still don't have Eric Armstead didn't practice yesterday. Uh, Ekuban didn't didn't, uh, practice yesterday. They're still pretty beat up. I I don't know if they're going to get help. Greenlaw did. Greenlaw was limited, yes. I have Brady and, and Herbert almost exactly tied. I mean, Brady has his weapons. Herbert does not. That's a huge difference. Brady has his weapon. <laughs> uh, oh, you're right. That's right. He's got K. Dotton. His best nah, I look, it's just we need, we need a little, little more Godwin. We need a little more from Godwin. Um, all right. Injuries, news, and notes. Josh Allen missed practice. And at most, if he, reportedly, if Josh Allen misses any time, it would be at most one game. So it hasn't been catastrophic so far on the injury front for Josh Allen. Uh, Matt Ryan was in a non-contact jersey. They're starting Sam Ellinger this week, but uh, Matt Ryan's still hurt, but making progress. Ryan Tannehill was limited, hoping to get back out there against the Broncos. And then in the Rams-Cardinals game... <laughs> Both quarterbacks questionable. Kyler Murray has a hamstring injury and Stafford's in the concussion protocol, but I don't think he has been officially diagnosed with a concussion yet. So we'll keep an eye on Stafford and, and Murray and we'll, we'll look at that game tomorrow and hopefully we'll know more. At running back, Jonathan Taylor was limited. Deion Jackson missed practice. Jordan Wilkins is barely rostered right now, something like 3 or 4%. Ezekiel Elliott says he's going to play, but they're monitoring him. Do you guys have Pollard or Zeke ranked higher? We have not ranked Zeke yet. Okay, so if they say he's 
<laughs> if they say he's going to play, who are you going to rank higher this week? Uh, Pollard. If Zeke's a full participant, it would be Zeke. If not, it'll be Pollard. They'll both be low-end number two running backs. Did you see what Zeke said yesterday? I think so. What did he say? Uh, here's what he said. He said, I just need to get some rep, some more reps just to see where I'm at. I would say there is urgency, but I think what's important is just making sure my knee is good and ready to go. That's the priority. The priority is the long run. I plan to play deep into the playoffs, so the long game is definitely a priority. Translation, he's probably not playing this week. Well, he didn't call he didn't call Jerry Jones the coach, did he? Because that does not go. No, all well. Jerry said was he anticipated him practicing. <laughs> I called him the coach yesterday and got a nasty email. It was pretty incredible. I mean, I've said that for the whole season. He's the puppeteer. Well, don't no, don't say that. You're gonna get the hate, the hate mail. He got, I don't think he will. Carson I don't think that guy's listening anymore. Oh, that's right. He unsubscribed. So he says. You got one bad email, and that that that's gonna dictate what you say. No, no, I just thought it was hilarious. If that uh, was, was the case, I would have been fired week one. I, sh- I show DJ Moore. They used to hate me. Uh, Aaron Jones was limited. That's a good sign. Alvin Kamara's legal process has been pushed back to January, so it doesn't seem like he's going to get suspended this year. We know Jalen Warren could see an increased role, and we know that Chuba Hubbard is likely to play tonight. Wide receiver news, uh, definitely not in order of importance here. Uh, Kenny Galladay expected to play this week against Houston. Traylon Burks plans to play this week. They're activating him. He's 25% rostered. He has a terrible matchup this week against the Broncos. He has bad matchups, I think, the, first, the next few weeks. But um, what's your interest level in adding Traylon Burks? I would say if you're in a deeper league and you just want to speculate on someone that has a lot of talent, it's not a bad idea. I mean, there's a lot of frustration coming out of Tennessee right now about what the receiving game, the passing game looks like. Um, so anything could be a spark there. Uh, Tannehill coming back, you know, they're going to they're gonna have to throw the ball more and better to be a team that they want to be. So not a bad guy to stash if you have an open roster spot. Oh, there was some stat about the last time a wide receiver had zero, a oh, oh, team's wide receivers had zero catches. It's been a long time, but it happened to the Titans uh, last week against, or a couple nights ago against Kansas City. Uh, oh, that was Sunday night. Never mind. So, what, four nights ago, whatever it was. Okay, what else? Uh, Russell Gage mispracticed. Mike Evans was limited. Brandon yeah. Cooks mispracticed with a wrist injury. And Nico Collins did practice. So, Nico Collins is 30% rostered. Traylon Burks is 25% rostered. Who would you rather add? Uh, Traylon Burks. Yeah, I mean, if you told me they're both playing, I'd rather start Nico Collins this week. But if I was stashing one on a bench, I'd rather have Burks. Correct. Keenan Allen missed practice, and the Correct. the Jets are moving Elijah Moore to the slot. Does that does that excite anyone? They're on a bye. He'll get to play more. The starting group. <laughs> that unclear. Is, is he going to move? I mean, he, they love uh, Barrios. Uh, yeah, Barrios. <laughs> I, I know Jose Barrios. Yeah, Braxton Barrios. Uh, and uh, David Njoku missed practice, and Darren Waller was limited. And defensively, still don't know about T.J. Watt for Pittsburgh. A.J. Terrell, cornerback for the Falcons, he will not play tonight. Tennessee defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons left practice in a walking boot. That's a big one. He's been dealing with an injury. He's been playing through it, but we'll keep an eye on Jeffrey Simmons, a run stuffer for the Titans. San Francisco linebacker Dre Greenlaw, as Jamie mentioned, he was limited in practice. Hopefully he gets back out there. Uh, Jordan Poyer missed practice for the Bills, their star safety. Matt Milano was back. He was limited 
And linebacker Tremaine Edmonds mispracticed, which I think has been a normal thing for him. Uh, he's been playing, though. Okay, one question for each game. Let's start with Minnesota at Buffalo. When we preview the game in a few minutes, we'll go through the whole scenario with and without Josh Allen. But for now, Jamie, Minnesota at Buffalo, are you feeling it? No. <laughs> no, you're not. He's also hurt. So can we drop him? Not in uh, any leagues where you expect somebody else to pick him up and maybe use him against you. Um, full PPR, I would start him over Gabe Davis. If Josh Allen plays? Yeah. Okay. Um, Los Angeles Chargers at San Francisco. Do you trust Josh Palmer coming off a 100-yard game in a tougher matchup? Uh, I, I mean, I, look, I said it's not like the toughest matchup, but it's much better. It's much harder than than the Falcons. Must start if Allen or Williams are out. Or if Allen or Williams or if Allen and Williams are out. Must start if Allen and Williams are out. Low-end start if one of them's out. Agreed. Okay. New Orleans at Pittsburgh. Start any Steelers? Um, Pat Farman. I would say in three receiver leagues, you're starting both Deontay Johnson and George Pickens. Over Thielen? And I'm so I'm so torn on what to, what to think of the, the running back situation there because... I want to see what happens if there's any reports. But at, at this moment, it's it's hard to expect him just to go completely away from Najee Harris. Uh, um, yeah. But if yeah, he's splitting, I, that's bad. Right. Yeah, it's really but bad. To what degree? <clears throat> I don't know. Um, all right, so... Was, so uh, are you confidently starting Fryermuth against this team? They are. They have been very good against tight ends. Is Werner playing? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know if he's a co- he's a cover guy. He's their leading tackler. It's still it's still an absence in the middle of the defense, and Davenport not being there is big. Uh, you think the uh, Steelers are gonna are gonna really handle them in this game, right? Coming off if the DJ walk plays, I think it's gonna be an ugly game for the Saints. Uh, Pete Werner did not practice for the Saints. And, uh, okay, next game is Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you start Pickens and Deontay over Adam Thielen? Yes. I would go Deontay, Thielen, Pickens. Jackson. I think both guys are going to. I'm, I'm very, very curious to see without Claypool there what happens. Yeah. They were talking this week about how Fryermuth was going to take over a lot of Claypool's routes, yep. right? Playing in the slot. All right, Jacksonville, Kansas City. This is a weird question, but bear with me. Who is the startiest of these three guys at their respective positions? Trevor Lawrence, Miko Hardman, Evan Ingram. Who's the startiest at his respective position? Lawrence, Hardman, Ingram. Is Hardman playing? Yes. Let's say yes. I would rather start Hardman in a three-receiver league than the other two. In a two-receiver league? In a two-receiver league, it would be Ingram. Yeah. I I think I have Ingram and Lawrence both at 12. So, um, probably Ingram. Colts at Raiders. Start or sit Jonathan Taylor if he plays? I, I would start him. Low end number two. What do you do with Jonathan Taylor versus the running backs tonight? If he has another limited practice, I would start Foreman over him. 
and I would start Patterson over him, and that's it. Okay. Denver at Tennessee. Are there any good starts in this game other than Derrick Henry? Jerry Judy. Um, Dulcich. Greg Dulcich. Not Sutton. I don't know if he's a safe. You said safe good or good? Start. How'd good you start. Good start. Good. I, I, I got to see it again from him. Yep. Okay. I, I think he's right in the, the Theo and Gabe Davis range. Correct. L- yes. Number three wide receiver. Just not a good start. Yes. Uh, Cleveland at Miami. This is the last game we'll get to. So, you know, if you don't have an hour and 10 minutes to hang around, I'll give you two questions on this game. One is Amari Cooper on the road. He's been terrible on the road. And number two is Kareem Hunt. What do you do with these guys, Jamie? Amari Cooper is a must-start receiver. It's I, I, I think a lot of it is they play a lot of home games. You know, so his numbers are... Uh, are, are benefited by him playing at home, but he's benefiting by his playing at home. Um, I, I, I just trust that he's going to get his targets and his opportunities, and I don't buy this Dolphins secondary, so I think it's going to be a good game for Cooper. And Hunt is uh, flex play. Uh, it's really amazing because it even looks like like his matchups have been worse at home in a lot of t- cases. Hmm. And it's uh, I'm starting Amari Cooper. I'm wondering if Xavier Howard's going to shadow him. It wouldn't surprise me, uh, you know, and that would be a bad thing. He, is it? Yeah, I think so. He's he's good. I mean, he's, he's he's good, but I don't know if he's as good as he has been. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. He doesn't do a ton of shadowing, but he's. I think he shadowed mostly shadowed Stefan Diggs, who had a bad game. He did a good job on Deontay Johnson earlier this year. So, um, all right. And, and, you know, it's not like Brissett has been worse on the road. Brissett's had one bad road game, two good road games, just in terms of yards. It's just really it's a revenge really, game. It's, it's a revenge game? for Oh, for Brissett. Oh, okay. All right, let's take a break here. When we come back, we'll talk about this Minnesota-Buffalo game. There's a lot to discuss here. Is Kirk Cousins a good start? And what do you do with the Bills if Josh Allen does not play? Is it good for Devin Singletary? We'll tell you right after the break on Fantasy Football Today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Seven games to talk about. We start with Minnesota at Buffalo. Buffalo's been struggling against the run. Their run defense was incredible the first six games. Uh, their first six games, and now they've struggled against the Packers and the Jets the last two weeks. I'm sure you're going to start Dalvin Cook either way. All right, we'll start with Minnesota. They're probably a little easier here. Kirk Cousins, Heath, starter sit. 
He is a borderline starter. I, I would prefer um, Tom Brady. I would still prefer George, Justin Herbert. He's still ahead of Trevor Lawrence, though. Um, low end number one could fall outside of my top 12 if the Bills' defense got entirely healthy. Um, if, if everybody was back, then he's, he's right on that borderline of a top 12 guy. Yeah, you guys all have – you three rankers, Dave, Jamie, and Heath, all have cousins around 10th, 11th, 10th, 9th, whatever. So he's there. Um, Jamie, Herbert also, you would you agree Herbert over cousins? No, I would play cousins over Herbert. I mean, this is another guy. You want to talk about touchdown regression for Tom Brady. It, what about for Kirk Cousins? He's got one of the lowest, if not the lowest, touchdown rate of his career. You know? He's yeah, I th- I think you should expect more touchdowns from him, but he's got a four point three percent touchdown rate, which is pretty much within the range of normal outcomes. Um, yeah. Like if for him to have a, a normal five percent touchdown rate, you're maybe looking at two two more touchdowns. So uh, Cousins, one thing I liked was he was one of the lowest air yards guys per pass attempt in the NFL. Still is, I'm sure, but first game out of the bye. He threw the ball downfield. He they changed it up a little bit, which was nice. Now they face Washington, so that was a much better matchup for that. I don't know. Buffalo is notorious for not giving up big plays, but I would like to also, see that trend continue. It was his second lowest passer rating game of the season, and his yards per attempt were still awful. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand. It, it's just, it's like the O'Connell and him have not fully clicked. Because he's, I mean, it's not just the worst touchdown rate. It's not quite the worst touchdown rate, but across the board, this is the worst season he's had in Minnesota for sure. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Cook. No, no questions about Dalvin Cook, right? No. Okay. Justin Jefferson is a start. Adam Thielen is a number three, four wide receiver. We can compare him with players uh, as we go. We t- already talked about him a little bit. Uh, Buffalo allows the 10th fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but it's not quite the same matchup that it used to be. Now, I don't know if Tredavious White's going to play this week. We still don't know about Poyer. I'm not expecting Poyer. You know, it, it, they're just, they're not the great secondary, the elite secondary that we've seen in the past right now because they're so injured. Uh, and Hawkinson. Okay, how do you feel about Hawkinson? So this one's interesting, Jamie. He's <laughs> nine targets, caught all of them, 70 yards, great debut. But this team is so good against tight ends. Kelsey crushed them, but that's about it. Uh, what do you think about Hawkinson this week? So we're kind of back in the same spot we were last week. A uh, little bit more optimism about Milano, but still the same with Poyer. And Conklin was terrible. Obviously, Conklin is not Hawkinson, and Zach Wilson is not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I think we'll hopefully get some more challenging opportunity, more challenge, more challenges for the tight end position. I don't think he's going to get nine targets, but I think we'll probably see him in the six to eight range, especially if Thielen's at less than 100% and if they're chasing points. So it probably comes down to how you feel about the Bills' offense, if they're going to have Josh Allen in play and put the Vikings in a situation where they are having to throw. Um, To be fair, the commanders were great against tight ends as well prior to last week. Yep. And he was fantastic. So, you know, last week was the show off the shiny new toy and it worked. Do they show off the shiny new toy again and hope that it works again? You know, so I think just when you're looking at the landscape of tight ends, if you have him, you start him. I'm not going to the waiver wire to pick up as good as Greg Dolchitz might be, as good as maybe Kate Otten might be, as good as uh, Cole Komet might be. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with TJ Hawkins. So he's he's still a top 10 
guy in, in my rankings. Um, the one that might sway it a little bit is David Njoku if he plays. Um, but again, if I have Hawkinson coming off that game, I'm not benching him. Oh, sorry, I thought Heath, I heard you take the breath there. I thought you were going to go for it, but uh, you're sitting it out. Hawkinson or Gerald Everett? So many moving pieces. Um, assuming sure. that there's no Allen or Williams, it'll be Everett. Um, and if Milano is back, then even with one of Allen or Williams, it would probably still be Everett. Okay. Um, Josh Allen would be a would, would Josh Allen be a must start? Let me just throw that out there if he plays. I think if they're trusting him to start, you have to trust that he's going to be some semblance of what Josh Allen is, which is typically better than most. So the the questions would become, and, and I got this just because of the performance last week and, and how, you know, we, we touted Justin Fields as a site. Uh, oh, I should have played Justin Fields over Josh Allen last week because he was so much better. What do I do this week? So if you have that situation, you can go with Justin Fields. If you have Tua or, or Josh Allen, you're concerned you play Tua. You know, those guys are in such good spots and playing very well with good matchups. Um, you trust them. But, you know, to go to Jimmy Garoppolo, no. To go to uh, Jared Goff and those guys, no. No way. If, if Josh Allen's out there, I'm going to anticipate he's Josh Allen. All right, the, the Vikings have a terrible pass defense on paper. Second most passing yards per attempt allowed, 24th against quarterbacks. So let's just say this. Heath, lay it out. You give me the the Bills with Josh Allen and how you approach them. I am starting Stephon Diggs, and everybody else is a flex. Um, <laughs> Singletary and is probably over Davis and not. No, I'd take Davis and both over Singletary. Um, it was so weird that the first game with Naheem Hines, we saw uh, James Cook's role continue to expand. Um, but I, I have little confidence in Singletary on a week-to-week basis. Davis is what he is. Um, I do think even if Allen plays, there's a little bit more risk for Josh Allen because we don't know if they'll draw up as many down-the-field plays. Um, so Davis is a low-end number three as opposed to a high-end number three from this week. Naeem Hines only played four snaps. We'll see if that role grows this week. Uh, Jamie, it has give me uh, uh, give me the the Bills without Josh Allen. If uh, if Case Keenum is their starting quarterback, you're you're still starting Stephon Diggs, but he goes from a a, a top ten guy to a borderline top ten guy. You know, I mean, he's still going to be a must start receiver. And and the nice thing is, is that there's a rapport there. You know, they played together in Minnesota, so you know, hopefully, whatever you know, communication and and you know, signals and eye contact, all those things, you know, they can pick back up where they left off. And it was Case Keenum's best season of his career in Minnesota when it had ended with the Minneapolis miracle or didn't end that way, but that was the highlight of the season. Um, but Davis would be, yeah, I agree with Heath. You know, Davis is, is, is hands off if there's no Josh Allen and, and even if Allen plays, it's tough to trust him. Uh, but it really would be Stefan Diggs and that's it for me um, just because of what his potential is uh, on a week-to-week basis, no matter who the quarterback is. Uh, would you start... Devin Singletary or Adam Thielen? If see, I wonder what they if if they would be more run heavy right. without Allen there, but clearly that would the defense would be aware of that too. And Minnesota's run defense is good. So I probably would lean toward Thielen and PPR and maybe Singletary and none. Yeah. Okay. Um Singletary just, doesn't score touchdowns. It's such a problem for him. For what it's worth, Case Keenum has not been a terrible quarterback in his career. In 2017 but, with Minnesota, he averaged 243 passing yards per game. If you remove the game, he left with an injury. 
you know, he hasn't been that bad. He's not. He's not. The only thing that makes me nervous is he started what two games in three or four years. Yeah, he started two last year for the Browns, and you know, obviously, it's the Browns. They barely threw the ball. Um, But yeah, right. That was a long time ago when he started for the. That was 2017. It's been a while. Uh, It's just I hope it's not a Sean Mannion situation where Justin Jefferson was so bad that one week last year. Uh, All right, I think that's pretty much this game. We're gonna sit Dawson Knox. And uh, the Bills DST is kind of interesting. Like, what do you, you guys are they a must start? The Vikings have been a terrible matchup for DSTs, but they've only really faced one good one, and that was the Eagles, who had three interceptions. <laughs> uh, so yeah, anyway, starters at the Bills DST. There's there there are very there are more intriguing options out there for me. I like the Titans better; they're available. I like the Steelers better; they're available. Uh, you make case the Giants are better. So unless you just don't want to make a transaction, I would probably drop the Bills DST for some of those other teams. I'm probably just going to start the Bills. All right, Chargers at 49ers here. The stat of the game, the Chinese fortune cookie was invented in San Francisco in the late 1890s, according to The Square. So that's cool. You eat If you go to a Chinese restaurant, do you eat the fortune cookies or do you just crack them open? Usually neither. Oh, Heath, where's your fun? Come on, have a little fun, man. Everybody wants to read their obvious fortune that's going to come true. They're like 80% accurate, I hear. <laughs> and that's why nobody <laughs> listens to my advice. All right, uh, schedule alert. After this game, Gerald Everett's next five opponents rank 25th or worse against tight ends, so that's cool. Let's see if... Uh, he gets those receivers back, though. All right, you talked about Justin Herbert. Heath is higher on Herbert than Jamie is. Updated rankings right now. Herbert is 12th for Jamie and 7th for Heath. Uh, we already had that discussion. Um, Geno Smith or Justin Herbert? Smith. Herbert for me. Hasn't Smith been better all season? He, not at the very beginning of the year, but overall, yeah, he has been better. Uh, he is QB seven and Herbert is QB uh, 12. Uh, Chargers running backs, Austin Eckler, you start him. This is the first tough matchup I think Eckler's had all year. He's had a really easy schedule, but he, he has 60 catches in eight games. I, he's got to be on the pace for a record, right? What's McCaffrey, what's McCaffrey's record? I don't know. 122, I think. Oh. I think he is just barely on pace for it. Uh, but that was a 16 game season for McCaffrey. We're not going to do that. We are going to do that. Josh Palmer is uh, Heath. You have him ninth in PPR. Is that right? Jamie twenty first. That's right. Do we have to get into this a little bit? Because he's he's had some pretty disappointing games, and you know, should we get? I, we should probably get into this a little bit. Josh Palmer is an, inter- an interesting player. Uh, so Heath, give me your vote of confidence for Josh Palmer. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of the same thing you said about um, Herbert and Brady. And they're both going to throw 40, 45 passes. And I don't think there's anybody there to challenge him for double-digit targets. And he's had some disappointing games, maybe. But he's had four games where he's had at least eight targets. And he scored at least 13 fantasy points in all of them. He just scored 18 fantasy points in a game where he did not score a touchdown. I, I just think like he has the profile of a top-12 wide receiver. Now, if you think Justin Herbert's going to be bad this week then you should probably have Palmer a little bit lower. That makes sense. Jamie, you do have him a little bit lower. You still have him in the top. Uh, you have 21st right now. So that's right behind CeeDee Lamb, DJ Moore, Alan Lazard, and Amari Cooper. 
for Josh Palmer? I, I think 13 points is, is very realistic. I don't think he's getting 18. I don't think he's going to score. So I think he's a very safe number two receiver in PPR, a good number three receiver in non-PPR. Are you telling me I should start Josh Palmer over Chris Olave? So that's a tough one because I think the Steelers' defense is going to be fantastic and uh, getting TJ Watt back. I'm curious to see what William Jackson is going to do because they traded for him, but he's still dealing with a back injury. So, you know, another piece of their secondary may or may not be there. Um, I would probably still start Olave because I think there's more touchdown potential. Uh, but in in PPR, if you want to go with who's going to have more catches, I think Palmer might have more catches. Gerald Everett is a guy that you guys are very different on. Jamie has him 12th and Heath has him 4th. And that's, I just, look, you know that Jamie likes, uh, uh, Heath likes Herbert a lot more than Jamie does. So that's got you getting a very similar stat line forever that you got last week. Five catches for 36 yards on eight targets last week. Heath, it's going to have to be better than that. Yeah. And like he's averaged uh, about six six to seven yards per target over his career. So I don't, I'm not projecting to average four again, like he did last week. I think if he gets eight targets, then you're probably looking at 50 to 60 yards, and I wouldn't really add the possibility of him scoring. He scored, what, twice this season? Right, but does not mean he's not going to score this week. True. And The, the, the same, same argument as Tom Brady. Like two touchdowns to the tight end this season? The Niners? Yeah. Um, Pitts caught one. Michael Pruitt caught one. Yes, two in the same game. That's right. And, yeah... They they have not been so great against tight ends this year. Like, you say that all the time, but the stats don't bear no, it out. No, they're, they're 10th. They're 10th against tight ends. Tyler Higby had 73 yards. Pitts caught a touchdown. Pruitt caught a touchdown. Kelsey had 98 yards. Higby, two catches for 15 yards last week, but that's part of a trend for Higby. Look, here's like I just want to throw this out about the Niners' defense. In the first four weeks of the season, they allowed an NFLO six completions of 20-plus yards. In their next four games, 16 completions of 20-plus yards. That was fourth most in the NFL. How many of those were against the Chiefs? Um, not, all, not all of them. 16. Not all of them. I can, I can actually tell you. I think I have that queued up. Um, weeks five to eight. We really need to know, we need to know this. I mean, that's, it's a good question. I just don't want to grind this to a halt here. The Chiefs had two? Is that right? I don't know. You know what? I don't think I have the right thing here. So, sorry. I don't know. I guess we just have a much different opinion of the 49ers defense. Yeah, well, I think it's a mystery. I don't think they're bad, but I they have been bad for the last month or so. In- this, is, this is an offensive line that's very beat up for the Chargers, which speaks to where Justin Herbert's been with and without Rashawn Slater. This is a team that's missing its top two pass catchers. This is a 49ers team at home coming off a bye. Chargers now back-to-back road games. I don't know. I don't trust the Chargers this week aside from Austin Eckler. All right. No, that's to- totally fair. Uh, okay. Let's go to the and Niners. Palmer. I think Palmer will get his receptions. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, starters. Garoppolo or Herbert? Garoppolo. Uh, I th- I've gone back and forth on that. I think I currently have Herbert higher, but they're right in the same range. Both low-end starters. And you have Garoppolo over Dak. Dave, uh, Heath, Jamie does not. I keep getting the names right. wrong today. Uh, Garoppolo or Cousins? Uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. 
Uh, he's the best streaming option. He's not a streamer anymore, but he was at the start of the week. He's over 80% roster. But yeah, I'm ahead of Russell Wilson, ahead of Andy Dalton, obviously, Trevor Lawrence. I don't think there's any streamers that you could have picked up uh, this past week over Garoppolo. Start McCaffrey. Um, Debo or Ayuk? That's, I said it. Debo. I've got Ayuk, I think, one or two spots higher. It's going to be really interesting to see, and I, and I don't know that this week's necessarily going to tell us what's going to happen rest of the season, but I just think one of these guys is going to most likely not be good on a weekly basis. If they're all four good, then, then I'm even too low on Jimmy Garoppolo. Who's the best wide receiver in this game? Debo. Uh, Palmer. Okay. Yeah, Ayuk is averaging more yards per game than Debo. Debo does get the rushing totals. All three... Receivers, Ayuk, Debo, and Kittle are averaging between 53.2 and 60.4 receiving yards per game. And George Kittle is a must-start here. And the I, Niners DST is starter is a starting one. Will be very interesting to see what Debo's role in the rushing game is at all. Yeah. Um, coming off the injury, has seven carries in the last four games combined. Um, it could depend on what they do with Elijah Mitchell. Because if they yeah. don't have Mitchell active for this game, it's the first game without Jeff Wilson. Do they trust Tyrion Davis Price? Do they trust Jordan Mason? You know, how do they how do they view their back? The Tevin Coleman's there still, right? Um, how do they how do they view their guys? Right, I think they brought back Tevin Coleman, didn't they? I don't have any idea. He's been so. maybe I'm totally off base. Though. All right, let's go to our next game: Pittsburgh and New Orleans. So, Jamie, you got a, just a feeling uh, Tevin Coleman is on the 49ers. Yes, uh, you've got a feeling that Pittsburgh has a big game here, or defensively anyway. I mean, you go back to week one when T.J. Watt was there and what they did to the Bengals and Joe Burrow, and that was just an absolute poop show for them. And this is a, a Saints team with Andy Dalton, who's been very turnover-prone of late. Uh, they're going outdoors. Weather could be a somewhat of an issue, depending on how you know the impacts of the storm going up the East Coast. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think that guy's a game wrecker. And it, it's it's I, I'll tie it into what we were just talking about. It's the same way I feel about Nick Bosa when he's on the field for the 49ers. T.J. Watt is, is one of the best pass rushers in the game. And I think he's going to make life miserable for Andy Dalton and the Saints. So I'm still starting Alvin Kamara. Obviously, you got to hope that he's much better than he was last week. I'm still starting Chris Olave. He's been too good. But I'm just not expecting this team to put up a lot of points. Hopefully, we get, you know, Heath alluded to this. Uh, we get some big plays for Olave still because of how the secondary gives up big plays. And that's certainly on the table. Um, but, I mean, Andy Dalton would not be surprised if he throws a, uh, another pick six or two in this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, Heath. I remember back in week one, I gave this stat. It was some sharp football analysis. This was going into the season. Uh, Pittsburgh allowed five. I, I'm thinking it was just for 2021. They allowed 5.2 yards per play with TJ Watt on the field and 6.2 yards per play without TJ Watt on the field. That was going into the year. And that would be the difference this year between the number nine defense in yards per play and the number thirty-one defense in yards per play. So yeah, it's it's a total, it's just a different unit. Uh, Heath, what do you think about this game, New Orleans and Pittsburgh? Yeah, I think it's interesting. We have seen the line move. It was it opened at uh, Saints as three-point favorites. They're now one and a half-point favorites. So it may be that the uh, the house or the betters are getting more confident that T.J. Watt's going to play. It'll be interesting to see if Watt in his very first game back is one hundred percent T.J. Watt. Um, but it looks like a bad game between two teams that are not going to score very many points. I Kamara and Olave are the and Friar Muth are the only guys I want to start in this game. Deontay is a good 
PPR flex, hopefully. And hopefully he gets going the right direction and can maybe even be a number two wide receiver the rest of the season. I would not be surprised if Kenny Pickett looks like a, a better NFL quarterback if the Steelers make a run. Because healthy on defense is so different for them. Because they yeah. can just totally destroy games that way. And so if if he can look like they hope he looks, obviously, um, and find some sort of spark there, whether it's the run game, whether it's you know how they throw the ball, they could be a fun team to 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 watch. And then we get some better, especially now without Claypool there, the concentrated targets, better production from Deontay, better production from uh, Pickens and 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 Frymuth, and we start to have a, a better fantasy team moving forward. Well, that would be great, you know, and and it'd be great if they just had one running back doing things, but obviously we're expecting more from Jalen Warren this week. Uh, so before we get to the Steelers, Kamara, everyone's going to start. But what about Olave? Let's talk about this. The Steelers do allow the most fantasy points to wide receivers. Everything is better with, you know, everything is harder to do against the Steelers with Watt on the field. I acknowledge that. But there have been nine wide receivers with 88 yards in eight games so far. Uh, but you're just not seeing a lot of pass volume from Andy Dalton. So is Olave a must start this week? I, yes, I can't imagine having. I mean, <clears throat> there might if in a two wide receiver league, it's possible you have two guys we have ranked ahead of them. But for the most part, yeah. Okay, so then talk to me about the Steelers. Which running back do you prefer? Would you start Chuba Hubbard over the Steelers running backs, Jamie? Let's, no. let's do that question first. No, I would not start Chuba Hubbard over uh, the Steelers running backs. I, I, I'm sorry. Yes, I start him over Jalen Warren. I, I I wonder how much of it. You know, like so we we were talking about this with Pete Prisco, who who you know no, understands how coaches speak and understands how Mike Tomlin talks. And he said on our show, uh, you know, I, I'm going to paraphrase this. Mike Tomlin would not be saying this if there's not some sort of actionable thing coming. And so could it be that he's just trying to motivate Najee and get him to play better? Sure. Could it be that they're going to go to a, a committee backfield, which is so rare in Mike Tomlin's era to do that. I mean, you know, you go back through Willie Parker and uh, Rashad Mendenhall and, and, in uh, Le'Veon Bell and, you know, when he was out, D'Angelo Williams and James Conn, you know, it's like every guy is just every time there's always been a guy and it was so great with Najee last year. So I, I, I just don't know. I, I don't know what to make of it. So uh, in the two leagues where I have Najee Harris, I'm still starting him. It's because I don't really have better options. Uh, so it's by default. So in tonight's game, I would go Foreman, Najee, Chuba and Warren, you know, is Warren getting more than the eight touches he had in, in week eight against Philadelphia? I, I, don't know. I mean, I picked him up everywhere. I'm sure you guys have tried to as well. Um, just to see what happens because he could be the guy. But until I see it, I, I still have to think that Najee's going to get more touches. Would you start Devin Singletary or Najee Harris? Singletary. <laughs> uh, I guess you got to go Singletary just based on the, the the solidified role. Yeah. Don't like it, though. It's not like, I mean, Najee's been... <laughs> Pretty bad. He's, he's gets you, usually gets you around 11, 12 PPR fantasy points. It's not terrible, but he almost never scores. Um, New Orleans defense, nothing special. Uh, the Pittsburgh wide receivers. So they, they're replacing a guy who's got who's second on the team in targets with 50, Chase Claypool, fourth in receiving with 311 yards, but very close. They're all kind of close. Second most red zone targets, second most green zone targets. They're replacing a significant player here. Uh, Deontay Johnson, four straight games with five catches. Um, but t- does nothing with them. 
Uh, all right, so let's talk about Deontay's your favorite, right? I was this week. Yes, I would go Deontay over Pickens in PPR. In the other formats, I would go Pickens just based on the touchdown potential. Okay, Darnell Mooney or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. Um, Deontay. Brandon Ayuk or Deontay Johnson? Ayuk. Ayuk. Miko Hardman or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. Deontay. Gabe Davis or Deontay Johnson? Deontay. Yep. All right. Unless Uh, Allen gets in the full practice. Okay. Pat Fryermuth is a top seven guy. Tough matchup, but you guys are trusting him. And uh, which DST do you like better? Steelers. Uh, Saints. I also did not ask you about Taysom Hill. Any interest in Taysom Hill this week? I mean, based on last week, the Saints had no interest in Taysom Hill. So, <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Jacksonville's at Kansas City. I'm going to give you a stat of the game that you have about a 25 to 35% chance of caring about. That, can't wait. Be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Jags at the Chiefs. Heath is excited about this game. He's feeling a little fantasy bonanza here. A lot of good uh, fantasy options. Stat of the game that you have about a 25 to 35% chance of caring about. Zay Jones has four games with 8 to 11 targets. Trevor Lawrence threw 39 or more passes in all four of those games. Zay Jones has four games with three to five targets, and Trevor Lawrence threw 31 or fewer passes in all four of those games. There is a major correlation between Zay Jones's targets, 8 to 11 in four games, that's a big deal, and Trevor Lawrence's pass attempts. And guess what? The Chiefs see the third most pass attempts per game in the NFL. So there's your sleeper appeal that's for beautiful. For Thank you. Beautiful. Like, it seems obvious, but... Beautiful. Right. I mean, it seems obvious, but it's dr- it's dramatic. It's drastic, I think, uh, you know, for a trend. Well, it's, it's pretty drastic to have. He has four games with 31 or fewer and four games with 39 or more. Yeah. He's never like, been. He does not middle. live in the uh, 31 to 39 range at all. <laughs> right. That's Trevor Lawrence. Actually, uh, I think there was a game where Zay Jones missed. So I don't know what Lawrence's past attempts were in that game. But in the other eight games, yeah, it's been a lot or a little. Uh, and really, they are trying to be a running team. So that's kind of that's the thing with Trevor Lawrence is you know he's not throwing a lot lately because ETN is getting so many carries, but the Chiefs force you to throw. And that said, you guys have Lawrence right around twelfth, thirteenth, right around there. So uh, he's behind. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's behind Geno Smith. He's behind Justin Herbert. He's behind Dak Prescott. Or no? Yes, I've got him ahead of Dak, but behind Jimmy. All right. Uh, ETN must start. 
Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Christian oh, yeah. Kirk must start. Zay Jones or Marvin Jones if you're going to take a flyer? Zay. Zay. Pickens or Deontay, Zay Jones? Like, Is he near them? No. Behind. Okay. He's a number four guy, I assume? Yes. Yes. The problem is, is which, which Jones is going to be better. <laughs> right. Uh, Evan Ingram, only 66% rostered, coming off a terrible game where he played just 55% of the snaps. He was playing over 90% of the snaps the previous week. Are you going right back to Evan Ingram? The Chiefs allow the eighth most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, I want to see if he's healthy because he was limited with the back problem that knocked him out for a little bit last week. But I do think that if you're counting on the Jaguars to throw, which they probably will be, then he's certainly in the startable range. But like, I would take my chances with Dolchitz over him, and yep. I would take my chances still with Kate Otten over him. And I, I don't, I don't love Pitts tonight, but I think if Ingram's not a full participant today, you probably have to start Pitts over him. And on the other side of the ball, I like Mahomes this week. Um, probably starting him wherever I have Mahomes. Any running backs for the Chiefs? Would you start any Chiefs running back? Nope. Nope. All right. I would not be surprised if one of them scores because mm-hmm. they'll probably be playing with the lead and the Jaguars' run defense has been suspect. But... Good luck trying to figure out who it is. And again, playing time, as he said, which is correct, you don't get fantasy points for playing time for snaps. Um, so Jared McKinnon, four straight games, has led them in snaps. I think everything, every game but one has led them in snaps. You know, they could they could get a lead and, and lean on Pacheco, try to get him going. They could build a lead and give Clyde Edwards Alaire some work. It's just it's just such a crapshoot. I, I saw some speculation that the Chiefs would really not like for McKinnon to not play as much right now because they want him to be their lead back in the playoffs. Wow. And they're not confident he can make it that far. Um, so I wonder if this game, like like you said, I wonder if this game is a two-score game if it is more Pacheco and Clyde, and they try to give him a little rest. Uh, the one thing, the Jaguars do allow the third most receiving yards per game to running backs, so that could be something for McKinnon who has, uh, let's see, he has... 29, 36, and 40 receiving yards in his last three games. Well, these these two teams are one and two in receptions to running backs, and they're tied. Yeah, and they're two and three in yards. I think the Raiders are now yards per game. Raiders are allowing the most receiving yards per game to running backs. Uh, Kansas City wide receivers. Okay, so Juju has has more or less moved into must-start territory. Three straight games with 18.8 or more PPR fantasy points. But do you like Juju or Christian Kirk this week? Who's your favorite wide receiver in this game? I have to make the decision in one league, and it's uh, Juju for me. I'm going with Kirk, but they're both top 18 guys. I want to start both. <clears throat> uh, Miko Hardman. All right. So, Hardman, you said you have Deontay Johnson over him. Would you start George Pickens over Miko Hardman? Yes. I mean, the. I wonder how much Hardman's banged up. You know, missing practice on Wednesday, is that a veteran thing or is that a legitimate injury you know he he was he's been banged up almost every week it feels like he's he's walking off the field limping for something so you know who knows who knows what uh what's going on there if hardman's a full go by friday i would start him over pickens but otherwise i'll have him below pickens all right yeah i wonder what his what his start percentage will be his roster percentage had been a lot higher than i thought it was like going into the week because i didn't really think he deserved it Uh, everything was kind of fluky and then he has his biggest game, and he gets the nine targets. You know, he's 76% rostered. I think people are going to buy into him, and you guys have him around 30th. 
Sid MVS, who's still 54% rostered. Kadarius Tony, 68% rostered. He played only 9% of the snaps. Maybe he will get more involved this week. I, I, I Going back to Mahomes in the preseason, if, if Hardman's not 100%, this could be uh, get MVS back on track, maybe get Tony going again, or get Tony going. Um, just something to keep in mind. Yeah. Okay, and start Kelsey, and the Chiefs DST is eh, 14th for Jamie, 10th for Dave, 9th for Heath. Jacksonville's actually been a pretty bad matchup for DSTs, so Chiefs DST is okay. They're really? Okay. Yeah, fourth fewest fantasy points allowed. That's weird. They've had a lot of turnovers, right? They don't give up a lot of sacks. No, I don't know if, about a lot of turnovers. I think you're thinking of the Trevor Lawrence game two games ago when he had the two interceptions. We had the four fumble game too, right? That was against Philly, though, so long ago in the rain. He didn't lose all of them, did he? Or maybe he did. He had five turnovers in that game. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lawrence has thrown six He's interceptions. Six interceptions, yeah. Okay. All right. It is uh, time to talk Colts and and Raiders. Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Your <laughs> schedule alert. Tremble in fear. Devontae Adams' next three opponents are second, first, and fourth against wide receivers. <gasps> right, but anyway... I want to ask you about the DSTs here. Stat of the game number one, the the Raiders. This is like a terrible running back facing a terrible run defense. What do you do? The Raiders are horrible defensively, but the Colts are the best matchup. Every team does so well against them. The Patriots sack them nine times. Jamie, earlier you said like you like the Colts DST. Do you like both DSTs in this game? I said I like the Colts DST. I thought. Oh, you said I'm. I think you said the Titans. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, which do you like any DST in this game? Yeah, I think the Raiders are, are streamable. Um, they're not good. So, you know, it's always the fun argument of bad defense versus bad offense. But like you said, we have a first-time play caller and a first-time head coach and a, you know, quarterback making his third star, fourth start, whatever it is. Um, third, yeah. You know, who's been a disaster. I, I think you can feel a little bit more comfortable about the Raiders DST if there's no Jonathan Taylor because it's even the worst backfield if Jordan Wilkins is the guy if Deion Jackson doesn't go. But, I mean, the Colts defense has played well. You know, give him credit. Uh, I think, you know, if, if I'm the Raiders, I'm just going to simplify this, simplify things to try to get a win because there's so much heat on Josh McDaniels right now. So, you know, don't don't necessarily put your team in a position to make mistakes and blow another lead to, to this team. Can you imagine if they lose their home to the Colts? Um, so I, I, I don't anticipate a lot of dangerous throws for Derek Carr. So, you know, who knows? Well, you're, you're counting on, you know, your, your defensive scoring probably dictates how you feel about these teams, you know, so... Uh, there's more turnover potential for the Colts, I would anticipate, because of how Sam Ellinger has looked. Ellinger? Ellinger? Ellinger. If you're counting on points against, then this is probably a good matchup to play. Here's a random question, as we say, Gurr. Were you, uh, were you into Thundercats when you were a kid? No. No. No? Too old for that? Really? I love Thundercats. They were great. I think No, I think there were people my age who were. But not you. I was not one of them. Thundercats, show me show me some love for Thundercats in the tr- in the chat, YouTube. All right. Uh, so as we talk about the starts and the sits here, Michael Pittman, starter sit. Number three receiver hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. I think he'll be better than he was last week. I think he'll be on par with what he was two games ago in Ellinger's first start. So, you know, you're you're hoping for twelve PPR points. So Steelers guys or Pittman? I would go Pittman. I would take my chances of the upside of the Steelers guys. 
Gabe Davis or Pittman? Pittman. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. Jonathan Taylor, if he plays, where are you going to rank him? Probably around 20. Sure. Okay. 18, 20. Oh, what a shame. He hasn't scored since week one either. Right? Is that right? Jonathan Taylor is, yeah, one touchdown. It was in week one. He is the number 26 running back per game in non-PPR, number 23 in full PPR. Does not have a run longer than 27 yards, which would be okay for a lot of running backs, but not for him. Oh, my God. Look at this question in the chat. What was the show with Skeletor? What? Come on. That's He-Man, bro. Masters of the Universe. Great movie with Dolph Lundgren and and okay, Courtney Cox. But, but the the I guess what? was that your age? Like you watched the actual cartoon, right? Yeah. Or yeah, were you yeah. too young for that? No, I okay. watched the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on the other side of the ball, Derek Carr, starter sit, coming off a twenty two point game against the Jags. I think he's a sit. I think this is just not a game that it's it's in his favor. Yeah, he's a sit. He's a sit. Okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs, how much do you trust him coming off two two bad games in a row after three legendary games in a row? He's a start. You're obviously starting Josh Jacobs. I mean, he's 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 got to bounce back. I mean, it just it, this it's not a layup of a matchup, but they should have time and possession in their favor. They should be able to lean on their ground game. You know, hopefully he's able to break a run or two and make some plays in the passing game. So yeah, I'm I'm starting. Josh Jacobs has more games with fewer than 12 PPR fantasy points than than he has. No, he has the same amount of games with fewer than 12 than more than 12. He has four games with 11.7 or fewer PPR fantasy points. He's had actually he's he's been pretty bad in four games, pretty disappointing in four games, amazing in three games and solid in one game. And the Colts, 3.85 yards per carry to running backs. So, see what happens. They are really bad against running backs in the passing game, but he lost his third down rule. Uh, any interest in Hunter Renfro or Mac Collins? No. Okay. How about no. uh, Heath? Darren Waller, Foster Morrow. How do you approach them? Morrow is a borderline top 12 guy. If no Waller, Waller is a top 8 to 10 guy if he's active. Foster, more no. <laughs> how much are you going to try yeah so what did you say 8 to 10 8 to 10 for um, Waller if he's active yeah right alright so you'd start like Fryermuth over him yes uh, would, would you guys start uh, Evan Ingram over Waller if Waller plays I would not alright there's some stuff going on in the chat here I need to clarify something he, Masters of the Universe was not a good movie it was a great movie if you were a kid and you liked He-Man if I watched it now, I'm sure it'd be terrible, but I would still enjoy it for the nostalgia. The other thing is people are saying I look like Bo- the Bobby's World character, the cartoon. Um, we can get an image of that. I can share it. This is a little embarrassing. All right, let's see if I look like... I'm guessing that's Bobby. I've never actually seen Bobby's World. Schaefer's probably seen it. He's, he's a young guy. Uh, all right, let's take a look. Do I look like this? Is it sharing? Oh, do I look like that? Um, <laughs> 100%. He's got his like, little tubby sticking out. What's that all about? Is it a huge feat? All right, I can accept that. Bobby's world it is. I think we have two more games. 
Denver at Tennessee, and then Miami and Cleveland. Stat of the game. This is this is kind of let, let's talk about Tennessee's defense here. They have this reputation of being a terrible pass defense. They have been for a, lo- a while, but they're showing signs of improvement. And one thing we're seeing from them is they have a very good pass rush. They're 11th in pressure rate this season, according to True Media. But they have three or more sacks in five straight games, and they don't blitz. I think they have the lowest. Yeah, they have the lowest blitz rate in the NFL. So Tennessee, we saw it. They did a great job against Mahomes because they were getting pressure with four. And that's not a great thing for Russell Wilson with that offensive line. So, um, Jamie, what do you expect from the Broncos? Tennessee's easy. Just start Derrick Henry. What do you expect from the Broncos offensively? I'm still nervous. I'm still, you know, first off, I'll start with the, the passing game. You know, I think Judy's last two games have given enough reason to buy into him as a starter, especially with what we're looking at with teams on a buy and injuries. Uh, Sutton is a still a number three receiver because he struggled the last few weeks, but hopefully coming back, especially if KJ Helmer's not there, maybe a couple more targets go their direction. Uh, Dolchitz, I think, has you know done enough in three games to be you know used as a top ten tight end for this week, or at least the number one tight end, depending on how you want to view him. Um, but you know, in in saying that, you know, Russell is kind of in the same conversation for me a little bit lower of, of where Tom Brady is because he just hasn't gotten multiple touchdowns on a consistent basis, you know? So can he get that second touchdown? Can he do it without, you know, turning the ball over? Um, it's, it's a secondary that has given up production to quarterbacks, but I think it's a little skewed for where they were in the beginning of the season to where they are now. If Jeffrey Simmons is out, I think you got to feel much, much better about this entire Broncos offense. So passing game wise, again, don't want to trust Russell. If I don't have to start Judy, start Dolchich. Sutton, the starter in three receiver leagues. And then for the backfield, it's a guessing game. Murray would be my favorite one, but I would prefer to avoid the entire thing. Uh, you know, I didn't even talk about Bud Dupree, but he left the Chiefs game, and I didn't see a practice report on him, but that would be a really big deal if Dupree and, and uh, Simmons were out. You know, uh, I don't know. I can try to check the practice report there. Heath, how do you feel about the Broncos' offense? Because like I said, Titans, we don't really need to spend really any time on. Yeah, I'm uh I'm skeptical that the Titans pass defense is making a big improvement. Like they did hold Mahomes to one passing touchdown and he, and he threw it 68 times so it's hard to judge the yardage. But there've basically been two quarterbacks the entire season who have not scored at least 19.9 fantasy points against them, and it's Davis Mills and Matt Ryan. So, I I I like Wilson as a borderline number 1. I do have him behind Jimmy. I do have him behind Trevor Lawrence. Um but I would start him over Stafford. I'd start him over Rodgers. I'd start him over Dak. So I, QB 13, and I agree with everything Jamie said about Dulcich and Sutton and Judy. Would you start a Steelers running back or a Broncos running back? It's a great question. Steelers. <sighs> this run defense is no joke. I mean, Titans run defense is good. And, and this Broncos rush offense has not been good. You know, Murray's fallen into the end zone twice. But it's not like you say production's been good. I think he scored in three of their four games. He has scored in three of four games, but one was with the Saints. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah. Of his of his three games, he's had thirteen or more touches in all three. uh, Two of them with fifteen touches, and he scored in two straight. But he also scored in a game where Gordon scored. That was against Jacksonville in London, and now you have Chase Edmonds factored in. Who knows what he's going to do? So it could just be an absolute mess. You're, You're counting on touchdowns at this point for them. Would you start Najee Harris or Cortland Sutton? Sutton in PPR. 
You know, I really feel bad because I, I gave that stat to start about the the possible improvement and the sacks and, and the pass rush, the lack of blitzing and still getting some pressure. But if they don't have Bud Dupree and Jeffrey Simmons, then they could be just tr- just awful. So And neither of those guys practice on Wednesday. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on. And I, well, Simmons didn't practice all last week also. Right, but he, le- he left practice with a with an ankle injury or something like that. He was in... You, okay, let's let's check on Thursday and Friday. But Bud Dupree is new, and that's just a really big deal. So you know that a lot in the balance there. Do we have to? Do you want to talk more about Jerry Judy? Like, who are you starting Jerry Judy over, Heath? I'm starting Jerry Judy over the Steelers. I'm starting Jerry Judy over. So we talked about like Miko Hardman. I'd start Jerry Judy over DK. Um, I'd start really? him. Wow, Heath's anti DK. I, wow. I am anti anti DK. <laughs> um, I'd start him over Thielen. The UK can't trust that. No, he's not in What's the UK. That? Huh? He's not in the UK. Oh, that's right. They're in Munich. Yeah. Uh, okay. So Judy, let's do a running back. Judy or Jonathan Taylor? I'd go Judy PPR. Judy Sutton or Taylor. Taylor. Greg Dulcich or Gerald Everett? Dulcich. Hmm. I think I'm going to change that one. I've got Everett right now, but I think I'd prefer Dulcich. Dulcich or Hawkinson? Dulcich. Dulcich. Okay. And that's the end of that chapter. uh, Denver DST, you like them? They're only 54% rostered. I like them a lot if it's Malik Willis. I like them less if it's Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Okay. Cleveland at Miami. A trend to watch in this game. Uh, The Browns lead the NFL in time of possession. They run the fourth most plays. They've seen the third fewest plays per game defensively. They run the fourth most plays per game. So that is uh, something that helps their defense. It's not a great defense, but they keep their defense off the field. Also, here's an exciting stat. Miami, Cleveland, and Baltimore are the three teams that have allowed the most 50-plus yard pass plays. Two of them are playing in this game. That could be awesome. That could also be another reason that they allow the fewest plays against or a low number of plays against because when the team gets 50 yards at once, they don't run as many plays. It's true. It's only happened four times, but but it is true. And the um, Dolphins are probably going to do that in this game multiple times. I would hope so. Is it? Yeah, this is a tough matchup on paper for Tua, so I'll just ask, do you have any hesitation for Tua, Tyreek, or, or Waddle? None. Uh, and okay no hesitation on Nick Chubb so I guess that brings up the Kareem Hunt and uh, Dolphins running backs Uh, Jamie how would you rank them Uh, Dolphin Dolphin Hunt (laughs) can you name those Dolphins yes I can Flipper Snowflake (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Snowflake is great Um, I would go Mostert Wilson Hunt Heath I think I've got it Mostert, Hunt, Wilson, but they're all within like six spots of each other. I would not be surprised if Wilson is the best Dolphins running back. Browns run defense stinks. Right. But where are these guys in the rankings, Heath? Uh, 24 through 30. Okay. We'd love to avoid them, I guess, if possible. Kareem Hunt's so interesting because there, was, there have been two games where he has had no work, right? They were weeks seven and eight. Almost when no they work. were maybe trying to trade him? 
It's true. Uh, and then he came back and he had his normal workload, which is around 13, 14 touches. And one of those games was a blowout loss. And you kind of, kind of understand, okay, they didn't have a chance to get him on the field. The other game made no sense, really. It was a close game. So if he can get those 11 to 15 touches, then he could be flex-worthy, right? He can get you eight or more PPR fantasy points, be respectable. Yep. yep. Is that what you're banking on for Kareem Hunt? He's definitely flex-worthy. Just because two of his last three games have been completely well, he did score in the one, but he had like less than twenty-five yards or something total yards. Uh, all right, Browns but, receivers. But the two of the three, the last one is the best one, right? Yes, after the trade deadline, as pointed out by Heath. No, before the trade deadline. Was it? Yeah, that was the weird oh, game because they played him right the day before. Oh, were they in a bye last week? Yes. Uh, Cleveland wide receivers, you guys said Amari Cooper's a must-start. <laughs> They've thrown seven touchdown passes this year, and he has five of them. He's five caught, caught five of them. We're just going to ignore the three road games, the, the road game thing. He has a total of 14 targets in three road games. What about Donovan Peoples-Jones? This guy's got three straight games and four out of five with 71 or more yards. Jamie starter sit Donovan Peoples-Jones. He is a uh, potential starter in three receiver leagues. No way you're starting him in two receiver leagues yet. Uh, there, this is another guy that should find the end zone at some point in, in the near future, hopefully. Um, if you are of the belief that Xavier Howard is going to shadow Amari Cooper, then this is a spot for him to step up, especially if David Njoku is not there. So I think you can count on a floor of probably nine PPR points, a ceiling of 12 if he doesn't score. And if he scores, you're going to be thrilled about it. So... Um, again, three receiver league, he's in consideration three receiver league with a flex. You don't have a good flex. He's, he's a four, good fourth receiver. Uh, but, but by no means can you, uh, confidently endorse him to be a must start guy in any format. Yeah. He's, he's behind Thielen, Sutton, Steelers, um, all of that group, but he's a, a high, maybe high end number four is a good way to say it. Like I think if you if you're debating um, Chase Claypool or DPJ, I would go DPJ. If you're debating um, yep. Terrace Marshall, uh, MBS, huh? Terrace Marshall, I would I would go with Peoples Jones, especially with the weather concern. Okay. And my final question for Najoku, who has 58 or more yards in five straight games, 71 or more yards in four of those five games. This is Najoku now, 66% rostered. You should still pick him up. If he plays, considering he did not practice on Wednesday, if he plays, are you going to rank Najoku as you normally would, or are you going to downgrade him in his first game back from, if he plays, would be a shorter absence than was expected? I'm always concerned when teams come off of a bye and a guy is coming off an injury and does not practice. Now, clearly, Veterans Day is is something to consider because he's been doing some work. (laughs) So to whatever extent that work has been. Isn't that tomorrow, by the way? Huh? Isn't that tomorrow? What? Veterans Day. Veterans Day is tomorrow, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, I think if he plays, you got to trust that he's he's going to give you decent production. You know, it's a good matchup. And uh, it's a homecoming of sorts. You know, plays college ball in Miami. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that, that, that counts for something. At this very stadium, Jamie. At this very stadium, that's right. Because you guys don't have a stadium. Um <laughs> I uh, I I don't mind David Njoku. Like I I had a tough call in in two leagues where I have uh, one with Andrews on a bye where I have Njoku. It's our IDP league. And I'm like ah oh, bleep. I got to pick up a third tight end now just because he's not practicing, <laughs> um, which I didn't I didn't want to do. And then another league where uh, I think it's a, a league where I have Waller 
and it was deciding between the Joku and Cole Komet. And I was like, oh, I can't carry two injured guys. <laughs> like, this, this sucks. Mm, yeah. Um, so you just got to make that choice. You know, do you want to roster Njoku knowing that you may, ha- may, may have to make another tight end move if he doesn't play? I think that's it. Enjoy the game tonight, everybody. And check out Fantasy Football Today in 5 immediately after the game. We'll be breaking it down for you on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today. Thanks to Jamie Heath and Thomas Schaefer. I'm Adam. And we will talk to you tomorrow morning with Starter Sit for the NFC Home Games and a recap of Carolina and NFC. See ya. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.